0: About two women thriving with metastatic breast cancer, but also self love, appreciation, and overall awakening to this beautiful gift we call life. Each episode, we will be focusing on a different theme that will highlight each episode. Please don't forget to not only tune in, but to also subscribe and review.
1: Guess who's back? Back, back again. again. Brittany's back.
0: Tell, Tell a, a friend. friend.
1: Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? You know, I think those are the only words I know from that song, but hey, it's me, it's Brittany, and uh, with me is Ren. and thank you for tuning into our podcast, Living Our Breast Lives. Welcome
0: back, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode one five.
1: Today's episode, that would have been nice to know. I thought was appropriately titled because I have been finding myself saying that more times than i can count lately as with many things in life you learn from asking those with knowledge and or prior experience if you don't ask the question you won't get the answer
0: i mean it's true doctors for the most part are pretty black and white right they won't really share the extra good stuff with you if not asked so plus i mean it's the extra stuff that will really help you out in the long run
1: yes and since i have been in the cancer world for almost Three years now! Woo! Woo! That feels so good to say. Let's keep stacking more of those years on. I have learned a lot from asking folks who are or have been in my shoes, and of course, speaking with my doctor. So, Rhett, I thought today would be a great day for us to answer some listener questions and share a few things we now know, but it would have been nice to know beforehand. Yes. So we're doing
0: kind of like a Q&A today. I'd like to think of it more as an episode that's like a pay it forward type episode, right? So we share some tips and some how to's, and then hopefully that information is passed right along.
1: And to state for the record, while I do sound like a doctor at some times, I am not a Nora's are only sharing our experiences in case you are going through the same thing or something similar you might have a similar experience or one completely different how my body reacts or has reacted may not be the way yours does or yours did for example when I'm asked if a mammogram hurts and I say no Ren might say <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know listen a mammogram machine it really squishes the you know what's out of your breast." so if I'm being honest yeah. It used to bother me a little bit, but did it bother you? No. So see, different strokes for different folks.
1: Yes. And let this be a reminder that if you're of age or even if you're not of age, but feel something, go get it checked. Go get yes. a mammogram. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go get it done. So question one, I recently got asked about eye brands, which is the treatment regimen I'm currently on for those who don't follow my medical history. And the question I got was, I started eyebrands a few months ago, and my hair is starting to fall out. Will I lose all of it? Will it grow back? And I absolutely love that this question came in because I, too, started to lose my hair around the third or fourth month of being on Brands I remember mm. it so vividly. I was brushing my hair, and I was almost in awe of how much hair was coming out that I kept brushing, and it just kept falling. After that day, I still was losing more hair than I would on average, but it definitely slowed down. And eventually stopped, thank goodness.
0: And now you've never actually had complete hair loss, right?
1: No, I lost about a third of it. And to most people, it wasn't noticeable, but to me, it definitely was. It felt thinner. And I knew it was because how many of us girls know how many times we loop our hair in a ponytail, like how many loops? <laughs>
0: That's very I, specific.
1: <laughs> well, well, it is. Like, you know, for me to put my hair in a ponytail, I know I'm going to loop it around two times. And when I was able to start looping it like three, four or five, mm. then I was like, okay, my hair is thinner. I mean, but, I guess
0: that makes sense because when you're doing that for how many years, you, like you know yourself best, right?
1: Yeah. Um, but the good thing was it did start to grow back at about around a year. So I'm back to, you know, my two loops. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> yeah and i was really grateful that i had met someone who was on eyebrows that shared their experience of hair loss with me because i knew what to expect the timeline with her hair loss and regrowth was basically the same with me and you know we are still all different you are different than me you lost all of your hair so and yours was because of the chemotherapy you were on so once you start right. chemotherapy. How long did it take for your hair to start to regrow? And then was it the same texture? Because I heard not everyone's hair texture grows back the same as it previously was.
0: The second time I was on the chemotherapy mixed with the current immunotherapy and I lost it again. So of course that was tough having to go through that twice. But then uh February of 2021, we my oncologist and I, we decided to just remove the chemo altogether. And that was when my hair really started to grow back and do it thing and then for texture uh, my hair was very thick, like pre-diagnosis and that ship has sailed like I have very thin almost like fragile hair so I feel like I have to be a little bit more careful with
1: it well you never know maybe it will get its thickness back later on and this is just like you know your body just starting to adjust to life, not with chemotherapy, but oh, immunotherapy.
0: Mm-hmm. And it just feels very healthy. And like everybody that feels my hair too, they're like, oh my gosh, it just feels so healthy. And I was like, well, yeah, I started from
1: scratch. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. No split ends here. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's fresh new baby hair. Um, and so one thing that I noticed from questions we've been asked kind of off topic, but still on topic about chemotherapy is when you have chemotherapy, because some folks think that chemotherapy is before a mastectomy. Some folks think that it's after. And really, there are so many factors that Um, Your doctors will take into consideration when putting together your treatment plan. Your treatment plan is yours for a reason. It's to fit your needs as a cancer patient. It's to make you comfortable during treatment and to actually help get rid of that bad boy.
0: Yeah, I really appreciated that question. Is everyone's treatment plan the same? Because it's confusing, you know, from, from an outside perspective. And it really all depends on your subtype. So as I've stated before, even though Brittany and I both sit here with MBC, we have entirely different subtypes. So what treatment works for me certainly would not work for her. And the only reason that I am currently on this specific immunotherapy is because it's a targeted therapy for my exact subtype. And even, this is crazy too, even if there's someone else with my exact subtype, It does not mean that we're both going to have the same response while on the treatment. And this is kind of sad, but like I know of many people who were on this immunotherapy that I'm on right now with my exact subtype, but it sadly did not work for them.
1: Because you also have to look at what genes, what proteins the body makes. Exactly. God bless these oncologists and all the researchers because I don't know how they learn any of this and can see something that small under a microscope.
0: Yeah. No, there uh, are a lot of factors into figuring out somebody's treatment plan.
1: Yes. And another thing that they um, consider regarding your treatment plan is whether or not you're going to have radiation, which I was asked more recently, just because um, our listeners know that I was going to be having radiation. And I got asked more as a, how you doing, Brittany? And it was, how is radiation? And I have four words for that. Worse than I thought. I was like, woo, getting this done. And then I walked out like a dog with a tail in between my legs. Like, it was non-stop nausea, vomiting for about a week straight. Um, And then things like cleared up. I think part of the reason for that too, that I had um, a different response than some folks is because I had stereotactic body radiation therapy, which the short version of that is SBRT. And it's a form of radiotherapy that focuses intense energy on a small targeted area. So for me, that was my um, lumbar spine. And a lot of people have probably heard of CyberKnife over um, stereotactic body radiation therapy. Yeah, what a name. Yeah, but I had treatment two days back to back and each treatment was for 48 minutes. And that differs from conventional radiation, which a lot of women have, who are early stage as preventative because it delivers small doses of radiation over several days or weeks, so yes, um the skin is affected and you will get that reddening and burning but it's not as high a dose like i said that i had and the reason again this all comes to the specific treatment that your doctor has for you i had the sbrt because of the better outcome fewer side effects than the conventional radiation therapy would have had and another thing that just fit perfectly for today's episode was I met with my radiation oncologist today and she had said, and Rent, you had actually asked me about this. You had said, so when you have your next scan, you know, if you see a tumor, does that mean that it came back, that it didn't work? And I guess when you have radiation done, it's such a high dose of radiation that it basically tampers with the cancer cell's DNA that when it goes to replicate, it can't. So wow. it's not uncommon when you have a follow-up imaging to actually still see the tumor there. It's actually more scar tissue than anything. So I was so glad that I had that appointment today and spoke with her. Cause if I would have had my imaging done and still seen a tumor and like FDG uptake on the PET scan, I probably would have been beside myself. But to know that, you know, that's normal and we watch it. That made me feel better, but I still want that sucker gone.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't blame you. And I'm glad that you got some of those answers too.
1: Enough about CyberKnife, even though it's a kick-ass name, it sounds a lot better than conventional radiation. <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> you had conventional radiation. And so what was your experience like? Was it different than mine?
0: I mean, yeah, it was a very long six weeks i would say the biggest struggle during radiation that i had was the fatigue uh which they actually do warn you about prior but my god like that mixed with chemo brain was an absolute shit show oh
1: my gosh you know i already love to sleep (laughs) and i take naps all the time (laughs) um but after radiation i was like i mean i slept days away (laughs) and i was like Oh my gosh, this was only two days in a row, you know, but...
0: Yeah, but like, in addition to that, mixing it with the chemo brain, it's like a never ending disaster. And our fourth question for the day is, and this had me cracking up, is chemo brain real? So like, what... (laughs) So briefly, like, what are your thoughts on chemo brain?
1: Well, I have chemo brain, so I don't really have any thoughts. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) Oh my God, that couldn't have been more perfect if you tried. (laughs) I mean, like, here's the reality of it. It is one of those things where you are talking in mid-sentence. It's just blank. There is nothing, like, I don't even know what I was trying to say. And I try to circle back to it. I'll find it five minutes later. (laughs) I mean, it's just... I I don't know,
0: Ren. what would you say? Do you think it's real? Oh yeah, so my answer is yes. I feel like it's joked about every so often. I mean, we've joked about our chemo brain. I
1: mean, you have to, because it's like, how do you explain? Well, that's the thing. The
0: explanation piece of it is like, it's bizarre, you know? So, but it's for sure a real thing. It's a brain fog right? That can alter your everyday life. And even though the doctor still can't figure out what causes it specifically, I did come up with some examples of contributing factors that influence this cognitive performance, you know, also known as chemo brain. So we've got hormonal treatments, increased stress, anxiety, changes to sleep and diet, nausea, or like pain medications. Um, intensified high doses of chemo or even like the hot flashes from early menopause. All of those things, I'm sure you can agree, can contribute to chemo brain. And like in my experience, and I'm assuming it's as similar to you, I felt like short-term memory loss. I was not as quick on my feet. I had this hardship when it came to concentrating. I even had trouble with verbal memories, such as like remembering a conversation that was previously had. Um, Just this like mental fogginess, like difficulty learning new skills, and even, and I hate this one, but confusion.
1: I feel like at the beginning, I had a lot more confusion. Um, Okay. Not as bad now, but short-term memory loss, like, Yes. Like, I don't know, but <laughs> not being a creep, but when people talk to me, I have a tendency, you know, to look in their eyes. Like I look at them when they're talking to me and I would be like talking mid sentence and then just like start staring. Like it's, <laughs> it's completely gone. And it's like, what's gone? Like, I don't know what I was going to say. And it's like, but wait, hello? you were just in there. Still, Brit? <laughs> yeah. It was like, you were just about to say it. And I'm like, you don't understand. I like, and it's the thing too. Like, I don't know if you've had it where like you can't even formulate a single word. It's almost like for a brief moment you forget how to talk. Like
0: Oh yeah. I know. No, I can... I, it's, it's so embarrassing because like I'll be having a conversation with one of my sisters and I'm getting to like the juicy part, right? And then I I forget. And they they look at me and they're like, you've got to be kidding me, right? And the the thought is just. Bye-bye. Like gone forever, yeah. and it takes me forever to get it back. But I will say, depending on whether or not you take a break from treatment, your memory can start to sharpen up a bit. I mean, that's what's currently happening to me right now. When I Shoot,
1: I'm going to look like the ding-a-ling that does a podcast with you. And you're going to be like on top of it. And it's like, here's my sidekick, pardon her (laughs) while she thinks about what she needs to say.
0: Well, I promise you, I mean, it's still there. It's not like, I'm definitely not as sharp as I used to be. But when I stopped the chemo completely, I, I definitely started to see those positive changes in my memory again. Thank God.
1: And just like you said, chemotherapy can cause chemo brain Let's throw menopause's brain fog into the mix because (laughs) did you know hormones can definitely affect your memory? It's pretty well known that menopause causes hot flashes, and I will get to that in a minute. But what they don't tell you is it also causes forgetfulness and quote, end quote, brain fog. Who knew all the way estrogen benefited us? It's that lack of hormones that causes the fog to come in. But back to hot flashes. Question number five that we got asked was, are there any remedies for early menopause? So let me say this. When menopause is medically induced, menopause happens much faster. It is like going from zero to 100. (laughs) Everything is so intense and amplified. So much of menopause focuses on hot flashes that doctors fail to mention you might also experience, and buckle up, these are all fun ones, vaginal dryness, Vaginal or bladder infections, yay. (laughs) Night sweats, changing (laughs) libido. Why not? Memory problems, mood changes, insomnia, infertility, weight gain, aches and pains, headaches. Wow, okay. That's wonderful things to experience as a 30-year-old in the prime of your life. perspective, it really is small in the scope of life. (laughs)
0: I <laughs> like what you just said about
1: the prime of your life. That ship has sailed, my
0: friend. Yes. A fun, fun list. So, luckily, only a temporary situation, though, right?
1: No, temporary for who? I'm still living with them.
0: Wait, you still have hot flashes right now, even year three? Yes. Wait, so are hot flashes a long term side effect with a HER2 diagnosis? They never subside.
1: Well, I wouldn't say long term side effects of her, too, because that's just whether or not there's a gene present that makes a protein present on breast cells. I think the hot flashes are contingent on whether or not you stay in menopause, which for a hormone receptor positive breast cancer is a must. I do not want my ovaries waking up, making any type of hormones for the cancer to feed on. So Yeah. If it's not medicine induced, then it will be, hopefully I live long enough that it's naturally um, induced menopause. Wow. I
0: never, I never knew that. I mean, mine were, yeah, mine were only temporary and I've experienced um, induced early menopause two different times within my journey. And like you said, (laughs) there's nothing like them. I mean, the hot flashes are they're the absolute worst. In fact, zero to 100. I think our hot flashes as like young 30-year-olds, I think they might be more extreme and intense because of
1: our age. That's so fun for us.
0: <laughs> so remedies. Um, I mean, for those listening that might be experiencing hot flashes, for me, the only thing that helped was something called a bed jet. I feel like, Britt, I told you about the bed jet before, right?
1: I, I saw it at your house. It was Oh, right, okay the machine.
0: Yeah. So it's basically this large fan machine and it blows cold air on your face for the entire night. And I don't know, that was really the only thing that helped me, but only through the night. I mean, during the day, I just had to toughen out, unfortunately.
1: So my oncologist put me on Effexor to help manage my hot flashes and it was extremely effective. I'm still Good. on it. And surprisingly, it has worked wonders for my anxiety more than any other medicine I have tried. So for me, it's a win-win.
0: Wow, so that tackled both things for you.
1: Yes, and as a side note, it is so important if you are hormone receptor positive like me, not Ren, to make sure that you do not use hormonal therapies to try to reduce your hot flashes. Oh my gosh. You really have to do your research before taking any supplement. And I should say not even taking any supplement, but because of all those nasty symptoms menopause can bring on, if you're trying to tackle other symptoms such as like vaginal dryness, things of that issue, some of those creams have hormones in them. So you want to make sure whatever you are taking orally, whatever you are putting on your skin, you are really checking to make sure you're not doing more harm than good.
0: Yeah. No, that's huge. Like so important. And the amount of times that we've had that conversation too, you know, we've talked about this before. So like triple negative breast cancer, that's what I have. So like hormones and like hormonal treatment or creams, it has not a single effect on me whatsoever. If I wanted to go on a birth control right now, I could, it has absolutely no effect on me. But you Britt, on the other hand, like You can't take certain things like that because your diagnosis is hormone driven and mine's not. It's really wild. I mean, if you really stop and think about it, it's freaking wild.
1: Yeah. I wish sometimes it was one shoot at all and everyone's treatment worked for them the way it does for others. Unfortunately, that's not the case because I guess someone thinks that would be boring if that was the case.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that would be a much more simpler way of life, right? Yeah, seriously. So I've got question six here and it says, what has helped with chemotherapy symptoms in the past? Fun fact, while on the Red Devil treatment, the only thing that got me through it was my good old friend, Mary Jane. And for those of you that don't know, this is also known as Marijuana.
1: Not the uh, Tom Petty song?
0: No. Weren't you
1: dancing with her?
0: Yeah, no. It is the, and I mean the absolute only thing that helped me with nausea and appetite. No shame in my game, baby. And I actually, I mean, I don't smoke anymore. It was just nice to have it when I truly needed it. But if you're someone that's struggling with like these side effects of chemotherapy, if you have access to it and you feel okay trying it, I really do believe that it could make a world of a difference for you.
1: I would so be go the, get high. girl, I would be the one person who tries it and dies from an allergic reaction <laughs> that I have been told is not possible. <laughs> that is my luck if I ever did try it. That's hilarious. It's a true story. And you know it. (laughs) I have been fortunate that my symptoms aren't terrible. I take Compazine when needed for nausea and sleep with my fur babies when I am fatigued. And I like to think, as I've said earlier in this episode, that the rest is just giving my body the power to fight the enemy. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes two fur babies. So I too feel very fortunate and blessed with very limited, you know, side effects right now from the immunotherapy um, world of a difference from when it was uh, the immunotherapy paired with the chemo. Brittany, I actually went to your favorite place on earth about a month ago cough, cough, Disney, and I freaking kicked ass. I did four different parks in just four days. But I had my fan. I had my water. I, of course, you know, took a Tylenol at the halfway point of the day. And this was only a few days after having treatment too. I just felt so good, you know, that I was able to do all of that with just having treatment a few days prior to leaving.
1: It looked like you had so much fun. Oh, I did. But the temperatures when you went, hot, hot, hot.
0: Yes. I was very grateful for my fan, even though Every single one of my sisters made fun of me for it.
1: I mean, I've (laughs) never even thought of packing a portable fan, but it's pretty genius.
0: Yeah. Well, I wanted
1: to, you know, I
0: really needed to get a fun trip in there before my upcoming surgery.
1: Yes. Because you're going to be having a, I'm hoping to goodness, it's your final reconstruction surgery. Do you mind sharing why you're having it done and why so far later? Okay, cool.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, it's been a long time coming, so actually like three years, but I'm finally having the last and final reconstruction surgery. And it's just to gain some breast symmetry. It's going to be
1: freaking great. Yeah. Because you had mentioned before and probably way back when, when we were starting out that you have two different size breasts because of the skin metastasis, right?
0: Yep. It'll be a very nice change. And so I'm, I'm, of course, not looking forward to having surgery, but I'm very excited for the outcome.
1: I'm so happy for you. I can't wait to see them. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what kind of podcast is this? <laughs> not suitable for children. <laughs> uh, well, then, you know, this kind of is like a question I definitely cannot answer that we got. And that was the side effects that you noticed post-mastectomy that the doctors didn't clue you into?
0: Oh, okay. I did see that. So the only thing I can think of, because they they really did prepare me well, that they told me, of course, that there would be no sensation, but they didn't tell me that my breasts would be cold forever.
1: Ooh, my mom's told me about that. Like yep. they're
0: just permanently cold all The time but um side note like i can feel pressure but there is no nipple sensation whatsoever
1: so i who still have my original breast, i have lost nipple sensation through treatment and i can't remember if it was from the medications i am on or the side effects of menopause i've asked about it you know i think i learned about it actually when i was at dana farber um i said i asked for educational resources and that is exactly where I had found it. It was one of those things like as a young person going through menopause, things you don't know, um, that was actually one of them as well. Do you have any more questions that I missed or you got them all for today?
0: Um, I think there were only seven.
1: Okay, cool. So since we are all out of questions for today's episode and I sadly, do not have a quote for today because uh, uh. great job Ren you tried to outdo me in quotes and now I have nothing but you know what I do have something else instead that people don't talk about enough and that is let me clear my throat no 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 (laughs) so what I do have is a little thought and That is how cancer has the ability to transform you into a version of yourself that you never knew could exist. One that sees life through a refocused lens where time and energy is directed towards happiness and steered away from life-sucking negativity. Life instantly becomes more beautiful. Pleasure is found in what was once the mundane. Your life doesn't end with a cancer diagnosis in a way It just begins. A positive mindset with an equally optimistic outlook is the key to your longevity.
0: Oh, beautiful words, Brittany. I try. And in addition to that, just today, I would like to have a moment of silence just so that we can acknowledge the women and men that we have lost to NBC. Because you know, their lives matter just as much as ours do. So let's just take a few seconds before we
1: conclude So with that, thank you so much for tuning into our podcast, Living Our Breast Lives. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at Living Our Breast Lives, where we will share podcast updates, special dates, educational resources, and of course, health updates for those following our NBC journeys have questions comments or anything else you would like answered on our podcast send us a message on instagram thank you from the bottom of our hearts and as always choose kindness someone may look fine on the outside but you never know who's actually struggling on the inside until next time don't forget to live your best lives
0: god bless thanks everyone